There are more than 300 episodes of Listen to Sleep, all available for free because of the generous support of our sponsors. And while you'll never hear any ads after the story or meditation starts, you can get every episode ad-free, plus over 100 bonus episodes, all for less than the price of one cup of coffee a month by going to listentosleep.com and clicking on support. Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, it's Eric, welcoming you back to the tranquil sanctuary of Listen to Sleep. Together, we'll journey to a place where stories morph into tranquil lullabies and dreams begin to glimmer like stars reflected on a still, moonlit lake. Bodhi and Joey and I are down in the San Francisco Bay Area this week to visit Joe. He lives down here on a sailboat during the week to be closer to his work. I wanted to spend a little extra time with my new husband, so I'm recording this episode on the boat. And if you listen closely, you may hear the sound of the sea lapping against the hull and the wind in the rigging. Being here inspired tonight's original story, where we'll follow two intrepid adventurers, Fiona and Sage, as they embark on an ocean voyage unlike any other. Guided by a mystical compass, their boat takes them to magical realms and challenges that are both thrilling and deeply introspective. Each leg of their journey reveals new facets of their friendship and their own inner worlds making you wonder what really is the ultimate destination for each of us. This story isn't just about conquering external challenges. It's a voyage into the realms of wisdom, courage, 
and the intricate medley of human emotions. Through trials that test both the mind and the heart, our adventurers discover that sometimes the most profound truths lie hidden where we least expect them, in the grandeur of the natural world and the quiet corners of our own hearts. Before we set off on tonight's journey, I'd like to invite you to a special corner of our cozy storytelling haven. Listen to Sleep Plus. Being a part of Listen to Sleep Plus is like holding a lantern in the quiet of night, guiding you into the seamless union of storytelling and meditation under a star-speckled sky. And without your support, Bodie, Joey, and I wouldn't be able to continue spinning tales and guiding relaxing meditations, keeping this nurturing sanctuary vibrant and flourishing. For less than the price of one cup of coffee a month, you'll get access to over 400 ad-free episodes, including eight full-length sleepy audiobooks. For more details, visit listentosleep.com or just follow the link in the show notes. Let's take a deep breath. In. And out. Letting go of the day. Feeling the weight of gravity pulling you deep down into the mattress. And another deep breath in. And out. Nothing to do. Nowhere to go. No one to be. This is your time. Quiet time. And one more deep breath in with me. And out. If you get tired while I'm reading to you, that's okay. Just let yourself drift off. The Compass of the Fates Fiona adjusted her reading glasses and squinted at the intricate lines of an old sea chart spread across the worn wooden table. As a cartographer, her life was all about understanding terrains, solving the riddles of coastlines, and making sense of remote corners of the earth. She was looking at something she'd found at the bottom of an old sea chest here at the estate sale of the Grand Thompson Manor. It was Saturday morning and it felt like the entire town had showed up to the treasure hunt. Find anything interesting? Sage approached, their arms filled with a stack of antique books about folklore and mythical lands. As a folklore expert, Sage was fascinated by the ways people used stories to make sense of the world. Fiona shook her head, her eyes still scanning the map. Just the usual, 
maps of known lands and seas. Nothing that really tickles my fancy. Sage chuckled, placing the books on the table next to Fiona. Well, I found a bunch of rare folklore books. Some of these are about mythical realms that are believed to be metaphors for self-discovery. They're just amazing. That sounds like it's right up your alley, Fiona grinned. But I wish there was something here that set both our hearts racing. Just then, an odd glint caught Fiona's eye. She reached for a small object tucked away beneath a pile of old maritime instruments. It was a compass, but the needle didn't point north. Instead, it moved in a slow, almost uncertain way. Look at this, Fiona said, handing it over to Sage. Ever seen a compass that doesn't know where north is? Sage held the compass delicately, sensing an unusual warmth in the brass casing. Etched on its back was a cryptic inscription. To find what the heart seeks most, let go of the familiar coast. Sounds like an invitation to an adventure, Sage said, their eyes meeting Fiona's. Or a wild goose chase, Fiona countered, but her eyes betrayed her excitement. Sage pondered for a moment. You know, the concept of a magical compass isn't new in folklore. They often signify a call to a spiritual or emotional quest, revealing something that you didn't even know you were seeking. Fiona looked at Sage and then back at the curious compass. As if on cue, the needle steadied for a moment and pointed in a direction that was certainly not north. What if we followed it? Fiona suggested. Together, we have the skills we'd need. I can chart the seas and and you can decipher anything mythical or any of the cultural puzzles we might encounter. It's not like we've got anything better to do this weekend. Sage smiled, intrigued and excited. A call to adventure that aligns with both our passions? How could we possibly resist? Let's do it. And so they made the decision that would upend their lives in ways they couldn't yet fathom. They would follow the compass's unsteady needle away from all known charts, guided by a sense of adventure and the cryptic words etched into the brass. Little did they know that their journey would not just be across the seas, but also deep into their own hearts.
That evening, they readied Fiona's modest but sturdy sailing boat, double-checked their supplies, and pored over maps to cross-reference with their compass. With a mix of anticipation and uncertainty, Fiona placed the compass next to the ship's wheel. It was as if the compass sensed its new importance. The needle gave a little shiver before steadying itself. As night began to cloak the sky, painting it with shades of deep blue and twilight orange, they looked at each other. There was no turning back now. To finding what our hearts seek most, Fiona raised a toast, holding a small flask of rum. To the unfamiliar coast, Sage added, as Fiona handed them the flask. The sails unfurled, and the boat began its journey into the unknown. Guided by a compass with no sense of north, perhaps a sense of purpose. Neither of them could predict what lay ahead, but both felt that the true treasure they were about to discover was not a place, but something more, a knowledge that could only be unearthed by letting go of the familiar and sailing into the uncharted waters of their own being. The compass seemed to quiver in agreement, and thus began their journey, a voyage into the unknown, guided by the inexplicable, alluring promise of discovery. They sailed through the night, and as the boat cut through the early morning mist, Fiona stood at the helm, her eyes darting between the compass and the horizon. Sage, meanwhile, was engrossed in an old leather-bound book that outlined the symbolism of quests in folklore. So, this book suggests that every quest brings its own trials, mostly in threes. Sage said, setting the book aside. Wonder what our three trials will be. Fiona smiled a little nervously. I'm hoping it's nothing too dangerous, but whatever it is, we'll face it together. They sailed for hours, with no land in sight. The compass needle wobbled and jittered, generally pointed in the same direction, until it didn't. Suddenly, it swung wildly, and then pointed straight down. What on earth? Fiona muttered, gripping the wheel tightly. Let's drop anchor, Sage suggested. Maybe this is our first trial. Fiona nodded, lowering the anchor until it hit something solid. But instead of the sound of metal meeting rock or sand, 
they heard a wooden thud. That doesn't sound like the ocean floor, Sage said, raising an eyebrow. Determined to investigate, Fiona prepared a rope and grappling hook. With a deep breath and a quick glance at Sage, she threw the hook overboard. It caught on to something almost immediately. She tugged on the rope. It held fast. Here goes nothing, she said, and donning a pair of goggles, descended down the rope, holding a waterproof lamp. As she reached the end, Fiona found herself standing on the wooden deck of a sunken ship, now serving as an underwater plateau of sorts. Her eyes widened as she saw what was around her. Chests and barrels, mostly deteriorated, but some still sealed. Let's haul one of those chests up onto your boat, Sage said, after Fiona had returned to the surface to share her discovery. So Fiona did just that, securing a chest with another rope. Together, they hauled it onto the boat. With crowbars, they pried it open to reveal an assortment of objects. Old coins, a sextant, and most intriguingly, a diary. Sage picked up the diary and leafed through its pages. It was written by a sailor who, like them, had followed a mysterious compass. The diary described various trials, treacherous waters, a sea monster, even a riddle that needed solving. This sailor never returned, it seems. The last entry just stops, Sage said, solemnly closing the diary. It seems his trials were never completed. Fiona looked at the compass, its needle now steady again. Maybe we've passed our first trial? I mean, we did learn about a past adventurer's downfall to better understand what lies ahead. Sage nodded. This isn't just a physical journey. It's starting to feel like an emotional and maybe even a spiritual one as well. That sailor's life should serve as a cautionary tale for us, a reminder to remain grounded and aware. They returned the chest to its watery abode as a gesture of respect to the sailor and his unfinished journey keeping only the diary as a guide and a warning. As they sailed on, both Fiona and Sage began to feel a sense of unspoken understanding. This journey had already begun to change them, peeling back layers of their own personas to reveal something more raw 
and genuine. They were on a quest for both adventure and a deeper understanding of themselves. The compass seemed to resonate with their resolve. Its needle swung back and forth, as if nodding in approval before steadying itself, pointing towards their next trial. Let's follow it, Fiona said, her hand on the ship's wheel. To the second trial, then, Sage agreed, gripping the diary tightly. Their boat sliced through the water, leaving behind a froth of bubbles as they ventured deeper into the unknown, accompanied by a sky full of stars and a compass that led not just through the ocean, but also through the labyrinth of their own hearts. As dawn broke, Fiona and Sage spotted something on the horizon, a series of small islands, like green gems scattered across the ocean, began to come into view. The compass's needle gyrated wildly, then steadied, pointing directly at the largest island, adorned with a misty waterfall that seemed to glow in the morning light. I guess that's where we're headed, Sage said, their eyes fixed on the mesmerizing falls. As they approached, they noticed an oddity. The waterfall wasn't just water. It seemed to be a cascade of different liquids, each layer shimmering with its own unique hue. They anchored the boat in a secluded cove and swam to the island. Equipped with empty bottles, they collected samples from the waterfall, each layer proving to be a different liquid altogether. Water, oil, even something that looked like molten gold. It's a cascade of elements, Fiona observed. But why? Sage, flipping through the diary they'd kept, found a passage that seemed relevant. Ah, listen to this. Upon the waterfall aisles, elements divide. To pass, one must unify. Unify? Like, mix them together? Fiona speculated, intrigued but puzzled. Let's give it a try, Sage suggested combining the different samples into one of the bottles they'd brought ashore. But nothing happened. They tried different ratios. Sage even uttered some chants from their folklore books. But the liquids remained separate. Maybe the elements to unify aren't just physical. Maybe they're metaphors? Sage mused. Fiona looked at Sage, 
a glimmer of realization crossing her face. We are two different people, united by a common goal. Maybe our elements, my love for cartography and your expertise in folklore, need to unify. With renewed hope, they placed the compass beside the bottle. Fiona drew a quick map of the waterfall aisles on a parchment, marking the specific point where they stood. Sage recited a folk incantation about unity and friendship. Almost miraculously, the layers in the bottle began to swirl, merging into a lustrous liquid that emitted a soft glow. The compass reacted instantly. Its needles spun around rapidly before pointing back to their boat. That's our cue to leave, Fiona said, both relieved and astonished. They took the unified liquid and headed back to the boat, setting sail as the compass guided them away from the waterfall aisles. As they journeyed on, Sage reflected on their experience. Unifying different elements is a lesson in collaboration, isn't it? How often do we sail through life focused solely on our own path? Fiona nodded, deeply moved. And today, we learned that sometimes you achieve your goal not by adding, but by combining, like us, right now. Sage smiled, clasping Fiona's hand. Exactly. And with every trial, it feels like we're not just coming closer to whatever our destination is. We're also coming closer to understanding ourselves. The boat surged forward, powered by winds that seemed to cheer them on. As the waterfall aisles disappeared over the horizon, they both knew that they had not only solved a riddle, but also unlocked another layer of their own personal myths. And so they continued their journey, ready to face whatever lay ahead, together. The ocean grew vast, and the night sky enveloped them in a dark curtain speckled with stars. Fiona and Sage felt a stillness around them, as though the world had stopped to catch its breath. The compass's needle began to spin, slowly at first, and then rapidly, before it settled, pointing upward into the heavens. Is it broken? Fiona wondered, tapping the compass lightly. Or 
maybe the sky is where we should be looking for our next map, Sage suggested, opening one of their folklore books to a chapter on celestial navigation. They spent hours mapping constellations and correlating them with ancient myths. It wasn't until Sage came across the tale of the star-crossed lovers, a story about a pair of stars that only met once a year, that the compass buzzed and its needle steadied. Okay, that's definitely a sign, Sage said, excitement sparkling in their eyes. They looked up and saw two particularly bright stars slowly moving toward each other. The compass quivered, as though electrified. What do we do? There's no way to sail vertically, Fiona joked nervously. Sage pondered and then spoke. Hmm. Maybe this trial is about patience and timing. Some journeys aren't meant to be rushed. So they waited. They sat on the deck, hand in hand, eyes fixed on the night sky, watching as the two stars crept ever closer. The tension was palpable. The compass was practically humming with energy. Finally, at the stroke of midnight, the two stars aligned perfectly, creating a dazzling point of light that outshone everything in the sky. Just then, the compass spun wildly, its needle swinging in a frenzied dance. And in that same moment, a beam of light shot out from it, illuminating a new path across the sea. Sage felt a rush of tears. Sometimes the universe really just demands that we stand still to observe, to appreciate, and to let things happen in their own time. Fiona was equally moved. And to recognize that some things are beyond our control. All we can do is be present, fully, to witness the magic unfolding. It was a quiet, profound understanding being still was just as important as forging ahead, that the journey sometimes requires us to stop, to look around, and to simply be. As the stars eventually drifted apart, Fiona adjusted the sails and took her place at the helm. The compass was back to its usual behavior, its needle pointing resolutely forward. We're approaching the final trial, Sage noted, closing their book with a thoughtful expression. And 
I think we're ready for whatever comes next, Fiona added, her eyes meeting Sage's. Guided by the knowledge that they had gained and the compass that had seen them through challenges both external and internal, they sailed into the unknown. Both were acutely aware that the boat was not the only thing being steered through these testing waters. Their hearts, too, were navigating through trials of their own, each illuminating the depths of their being in the quiet sanctuary of the night. As the first light of dawn broke, the compass began to quiver again, its needle oscillating as if sensing the approach of their final trial. With a mixture of anticipation and calm, Fiona and Sage readied themselves, united on the journey that was taking them both outwards into the world and inward into the very core of their beings. By midday, the boat had reached a point in the ocean where the water changed its hue, taking on an almost surreal shade of cobalt blue. The compass trembled, its needle twitching nervously before pointing straight downward. This is it, the final trial, Fiona said her voice tinged with both excitement and caution. Without a word, Sage opened a compartment beneath the deck and pulled out an old, ornate diving suit. It was a relic. A relic of adventures from another era. But it had been carefully maintained. I guess one of us has to go down there. Sage said, looking at Fiona. I'm happy to do it, Fiona declared. You dive into the books and myths. I'll dive into the ocean. Sage helped Fiona into the suit, double-checking every seal and clasp. With a nod, Fiona began her descent. With a lifeline tethered to the boat, and a radio to stay in touch with Sage. As she sank deeper, the world around her darkened, illuminated only by the bioluminescent flora of the ocean depths. Finally, she reached the seabed and found herself standing before a gigantic door adorned with intricate carvings depicting various scenes of human and mythical life. There's some kind of giant door down here, Fiona whispered through the radio. What do you see? Sage asked, their voice tinged with awe. Images of people, animals, Mythical creatures and even constellations, Fiona described, her eyes widening inside her helmet. 
maybe you have to choose one. It's the final trial, after all, Sage suggested. Fiona's eyes were drawn to a carving that depicted a boat sailing toward a star, an unmistakable echo of their own journey. Gingerly, she touched it. The door shuddered, then swung open to reveal an immense chamber filled with orbs of light, each containing a different scene, forests, cities, even galaxies. It's breathtaking, Fiona breathed, after she had finished describing the contents of the chamber to Sage. Touch one, Sage urged. As Fiona extended her hand to touch an orb, it exploded into a shower of light and then reformed into a compass, the same one that had led them on their journey. Whoa, I think it's time to come back, Fiona. Wait till you see what just happened. Our compass looks like it's been reborn. Purified, Sage said. As Fiona resurfaced and climbed aboard, both felt an overwhelming emotion one that went beyond mere happiness or relief. It was as if they had touched something far greater than themselves. The final trial wasn't about choosing a world to explore, but acknowledging the one journey that unites us all, the pursuit of understanding and connection Sage observed, helping Fiona out of the diving suit. I'm not sure our journey is over just yet, but we've earned a moment's rest, a, a pause to celebrate how far we've come together, Fiona added, her voice filled with gratitude. As they set sail again, the now glowing compass in hand. The sea seemed to sparkle as if applauding their courage, wisdom, and the friendship that had deepened with each trial. This really wasn't just an ocean voyage. It's been a pilgrimage to knowing our truest selves, Sage said softly their eyes meeting Fiona's. And we're pilgrims, adventurers in the truest sense, Fiona replied. The compass seemed to pulse with energy, as if agreeing with them, its needle pointing steadfastly ahead toward a horizon full of promise and a journey that was far from over. As their boat cut through the waves, the sky began to change, taking on the warm golden hues of the impending sunset. 
Sage and Fiona felt the anticipation that was hanging in the air. They were closing in on their final destination. The compass's needle began to quiver again, oscillating back and forth as if torn between directions. Finally, it steadied, pointing toward a distant harbor they both recognized, the very place from which they had set sail. <laughs> Full circle, Fiona mused. We left to find something out there, and it's leading us back home. Sage nodded, a contemplative look on their face. Maybe the compass wants us to understand that the most transformative journeys are those that bring us back to where we started, but with a deeper knowledge of ourselves. As they docked the boat, Fiona and Sage felt a quiet inner sense of achievement, and as night fell, they left the boat and walked along the dock, compass in hand. It was no longer pointing in any particular direction. Its needle was still, as if to say its work was done. We've come a long way, haven't we? Sage said, their voice imbued with a serene kind of happiness. Both outwardly and inwardly, Fiona agreed. And the beautiful thing is, we've done it together. Our elements, our worlds have collided and merged, and we've become better for it. Sage held up the compass, its glass face reflecting the starlit sky. May we always be as brave, as curious, and as united as we've been on this journey. Fiona took Sage's hand, squeezing it gently. And may our lives be ever filled with meaningful voyages, be they across the ocean or deep within the realms of the heart. Their faces were glowing with the light of their internal and external discoveries, and it was evident that the compass had fulfilled its purpose. It had guided them not just through a physical world of seas and islands, but also through the intricate landscape of their own beings. The voyage was over, but the journey of friendship, of self-discovery, of the endless pursuit of self-knowledge, that was far from complete. And as the compass rested, its needle silent yet charged with the essence of all it had seen and inspired, Sage and Fiona realized that the true compass was within them, ever guiding, ever revealing, and ever inviting them to embark on new adventures.
together. And so, in the quiet of the night, long after the embers of the fireplace had turned to ash, Fiona and Sage found themselves back at their house. The compass lay on the wooden table, its needle now eerily still, like a retired artist whose masterpiece had already been painted. This compass has earned its rest, Fiona said softly, looking at it one last time before placing it in a wooden box and carefully closing the lid. It's almost like a storybook that has run out of pages, Sage mused, their eyes twinkling in the dim light. But every ending is a new beginning, isn't it? Fiona ventured, smiling at Sage with an excitement that hinted at new adventures. Sage nodded. Indeed. And the next chapters? Well, maybe we'll write them without the compass. It's led us back to ourselves, after all. They left the compass in its place of honor on the table and went to the porch. The sky seemed to stretch infinitely above them. A field of stars that had been their guide just as much as any compass. The great sleep mountain loomed in the distance, casting its long shadow in the moonlight, as if nodding in approval of their voyage. As kids, we were told bedtime stories of brave heroes and magical lands, Sage began, their voice tinged with nostalgia. I always wondered when my story would begin. Fiona turned to Sage, her eyes filled with understanding. It feels like our stories are always unfolding. With each decision, each step, and each moment of stillness, we're writing the lines of our own epic tale. And having a true friend by your side makes it all the more magical, Sage added their eyes meeting Fiona's. Here's to new beginnings, to voyages into the known and unknown, and to never letting the ink of our life stories dry. Fiona raised a toast with her flask once again. And so Fiona and Sage closed the chapter of the Compass of Fates, but their story was far from over. It was a living tapestry, forever being woven with threads of courage, wisdom, friendship, and an unquenchable thirst for the mysteries that lay over the horizon. Whether it be facing the next trial, solving another riddle, or simply embracing the stillness that spoke volumes, they knew their hearts would be their guide, and their friendship their eternal compass. Good night, adventurers, wherever you are.
May you find your compass, your courage, your wisdom, and most of all, your true north, within and beside you. Sleep well, for tomorrow is another day, and who knows what adventures await when the sun rises.